Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 374. Let me just double check that to make sure that it really is podcast number 374, right? Right. Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) And I think I'm going to call it making decluttering part of everyday life. So uh, I'm talking to Emma. Emma has a lovely British accent, which I just enjoy talking to and listening to. But uh, Emma is a kindred spirit. If you'd like to know more about being one of our Patreon members, that's what we call, we call them kindred spirits. You can go to patreon.com slash slob comes clean. But Emma, I've seen her just make so much huge progress in her home. So we do these monthly zoom or almost monthly zoom calls where everybody shares their wins or something that they've realized, you know, some kind of positive experience in the realm of decluttering and home stuff uh, from the past month. And I mean, Emma would just come and say, okay, this is the progress that I've made. And then this is the progress that I made. And so she has, she has really just changed her home and it's been super exciting to watch and to be a part of, honestly. And so a lot of what we're talking about, you know, we talk about several things like, what do you do when you've reached your clutter threshold? But you kind of like, should I do more? Do I keep going? How to deal with storing items of a loved one? And I think this kind of has to do, well, we'll talk about it in the thing, but of like, okay, I've actually got places for everything. So what do I do with this thing that's just kind of a, a you know, like, uh, what do I do with it? You know, and, and she's in a, a difficult situation there. Um, And just how to fit decluttering and maintenance and cleaning in during the week when working full-time. So she works full-time outside her home. And I also love it because she shares how she has implemented the five-minute pickup and um, decluttering strategies with her classroom. She is a teacher. So it is uh, super fun to hear how she's made that work and just the impact that it's had, not only on her students, but just on you know other people in the school as well. So I think you're going to love this uh, session. Enjoy her accent and our conversation. All right, here you go. Emma, thank you so much for being on here. So tell us a little bit about you. Like what is your unique life situation? Um, Okay. So I live alone. I bought this house last year. I've lived in it for about eight years, but it's just me and the cat. (laughs) I am a teacher. I work in a secondary school, England, obviously. Um, Yeah. And I have my family, some here, some in Canada. It's a bit, yeah, it's just me. Does family live nearby? Yeah, I'm about okay. 20 minutes away. So okay. not far. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. And you said England, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have the most <laughs> lovely accent. So <laughs> I love it. I love it when you're able to be there for our kindred spirit calls. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. 
Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. All right, so let's talk about what's working well for you in your home or honestly in your classroom, because I know you've shared some of that in the past and I want to hear about it. Well, the biggest thing that's worked for me and got me kind of started on everything was the do the dishes. Doing the dishes kicked everything off. Right. So I had a major problem with washing up. I couldn't do it. I just left everything to pile up. I have a dishwasher and I still couldn't do it. So making sure it got done changed the way I viewed my kitchen, changed the way I viewed my house, meant that I put the effort in to make the difference. And it's a massive difference. So so you're saying like, do you feel like it was a, a, a mental change as far as like how you viewed things as well as the physical change that was happening because dishes were done? Yeah. Um, I've struggled with depression a lot. So having one little thing to focus on meant that I did that. And then I went, oh, well, while I'm putting the dishes away, I'll start tidying the kitchen. Then, oh, the kitchen's tidy, but my living room's a mess. Let's go sort out the living room. And it just, it changed the way I viewed things, changed the way I wanted things to be and found the energy to do it. So. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think there's just something about that visual progress. And, and sometimes I, I feel like when you're used to seeing dirty dishes, it's hard to know the visual impact that it's going to make for them to not be there. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not one to be like, Oh, that's a beautiful empty sink. Like I'd always kind of thought people who said stuff like that were, you know, okay, whatever. But, but it is like, it's not so much that I love the sink. It's that I love the absence of dishes and what that represents that like, okay, I'm already that far ahead. Exactly. That's exactly it. It was the lack of dishes, not the emptiness of the sink and the side. It was, yeah. yeah. And it just made a big difference. Love it. Yeah. So tell me something else that's working well for you. The other big one, which is the one that's not just at home, Mm -hmm. is the five minute pickup. So that helped me do the rest of the house and start making the progress. And then And this year I got my own classroom for the first time because of COVID and things. We'd been doing lots of weird classroom things. And I was thinking over summer, how am I going to keep my classroom organized? And the answer was make the kids do it. Do the five minute pickup. How does that work? Like, tell us how the process goes. So we leave five minutes at the end of the lesson. They have five steps to do. First one is pick up the trash you know, because that's what you have to do. They get stuff all over the floor. So they just pick it up, put it in the bin. Then it's books away. Then it's equipment away. Grab your coat and bag, stand in silence behind a chair. That's it. Every lesson, every year group, every child participates and they're responsible for keeping their part of the classroom tidy. I love it. So how, what was their reaction when you said this is what you were going to do? Because I implemented it from day one they kind of got it and they know me and I've always been quite rigid in my classroom anyway. And I have set routines for things. It's just part of who I am. The kids kind of went, okay, cool. And now I get, miss, are we doing the five minute pickup? And I'm like, yes, yes, we are. Or I, sometimes we've run over. So I go three minute pickup and they do it all quicker. And it just, that's great. 
yeah so as long as I say the words pick up they know exactly what they're doing and we've got posters up with like the routines so they remember what they're to do next and new children to the school get along with it really quickly as well it's they've implemented it in other teachers classrooms too Oh, that's the it. weird thing they've taken it from my classroom and gone nice we need to do a five minute pickup and I'm getting all these questions and I'm like yeah so go listen to Dana K White You'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> well I do think though that they've got to appreciate that like in, instead of it feeling like I think sometimes when you think I'm gonna implement this thing are they teenagers is that what you said um 11 to 16 okay so anybody as you know when you bring something new up to teenagers you kind of are like bracing yourself, right? For their reaction a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay. But it sounds like, I mean, I can imagine for myself, it's like, okay, this is a reset time. This is a, I'm not going to be rushing out of the classroom. I'm going to know for sure I've got what I need. I've put it away. Even that I would think would um, like carry over into when they're at home and they have to go through things, you know, I know with my yeah. own kids, sometimes it's like, I feel like they had something and they sometimes would get confused about what their assignment was because the bell rang and then they shoved everything in there where this is kind of like a very purposeful time. I would think that would be yeah. educationally very helpful as well. It's it's really good because at the end of the lesson, when they're all stood behind their chairs in silence, it gives me a chance to just kind of recap anything that needs recapping, any reminders for the next lesson or go, oh, by the way, your homework's due next week. Make sure it's done. It gives me that quick chance. And then I get to say goodbye, have a lovely day. Out you go yeah. quietly one row at a time yeah. when the bell goes. And it's, it's a nice end. Yes. So, it wraps it nicely. Well, and I'm assuming teenagers are always going to remind you that class is over five minutes before. They right? do actually. They have. They've started <laughs> looking at the clock and like, it's five minutes. I'm like, I am aware because my watch has vibrated on my wrist, but you need to finish that and then start the five minute pickup <laughs> or whatever. I love it. That's great. So what do you teach? Um, science and maths. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and, and the five minute pickup in your home as well. Yeah, so I do it at home when I think about it, or occasionally I'll be sat on the sofa and go, oh, there's a cup over there, let's go do that. And that spirals into a five-minute pickup where I just yeah. tell Alexa to remind me in five minutes to stop, and she does, and it's wonderful. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, that works. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. 
That's why I love using PrepDish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dishes step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. Spring is arriving and with the change of season, it may be time to upgrade your wardrobe because our closets are a defined space, a container. It's nice to give priority space to high quality items that you love. Quince makes high quality possible. They carry high-end products at great prices. Things like organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. My son got so much use out of the down puffer vest I ordered for him this winter. So now I'll be looking at Quince for sundresses for myself for summer. Quince partners directly with top factories, which cuts out the cost of the middleman. That means more savings for us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash clean for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash clean to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash clean. Okay, so let's talk about some of these situations that you would like to discuss. Um, okay, so like I said, doing the dishes kicked off a big thing. And over last summer, particularly, I did a massive declutter. And I mean, huge. It was ridiculous. And now I think I'm at my clutter threshold. Like everything's tidy. It's pretty much always tidy. A five minute pickup does reset most of my house. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but I keep decluttering. And it is getting to the point where some family and friends have gone, Are you getting rid of too much stuff? And I don't know when you know to stop or if there's a particular point, because I know I'm under my clutter threshold and sometimes I go, okay, that's enough. And then other times I'm like, yeah, but I could just get rid of this thing. And it's, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny to me. I have never experienced this (laughs) (laughs) and yet I've had this question quite a bit. I feel like lately, especially, and maybe that people are really making huge progress. So first of all, congratulations on all that you've done. Like that is so exciting to be under your clutter threshold for your house to be so easily maintainable and all of that. Um, I do think that it could be that decluttering has almost turned into a hobby or an obsession, right? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And the number one thing you should do is still listen to all of my podcasts and all of, I'm just kidding. (laughs) do that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I do feel like that in in these situations, give yourself some time to enjoy what you've achieved. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm not going to say, oh, stop decluttering. I'm not going to say that because first of all, you're going to have to declutter continually for the rest of your life. Okay. But I'm also not going to say that it isn't possible that you could go too far. You know, I mean, like, you know, like, or that it couldn't become an obsession or something that you're, you need to, you know, be aware of. So I'm not going to say, but I am going to say, if you feel like you're at your clutter threshold, enjoy it for a while. Say, I am going to, like, what was the reason that I started decluttering in the first place? What was your, what, what's the thing that you have achieved that you were hoping to achieve when you got your house under control? I can let people in. Yeah. That was a big thing for me. I never let people in my house and I've had Christmas party this year for my work colleagues. I've had friends come over, not unannounced, but unexpectedly at short notice. Um, the rest of my life has been a bit different and that was really cool too because I could let I started seeing someone new they could come in without me worrying about it it's opened up my life in so many ways but I'm still kind of going but I need to do more <laughs> so enjoy that like give yourself a break and say I the whole reason that I did this was to be able to let people into my home I can now do that. I have achieved that. I acknowledge that I'm going to always have to keep getting rid of stuff. That's just life. But I'm going to put my energy and my focus into, okay, this was what I wanted to do. I'm going to enjoy this for a while. You know, it, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, oh, come up with all these new ideas. But if, if you've always wanted to host a book club, you know, say, okay, I'm going to put that on the calendar And then I can put some of that energy that I've been using on decluttering into, you know, oh, I've always, I've always wanted to have a book club and I pictured myself making, you know, cucumber sandwiches or whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should. It's fun. It's fun. (laughs) But you know, do y'all make cucumber sandwiches? I don't. I don't really like them. I have tuna, but you know. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to make tuna sandwiches or whatever. But you know, like I... I'm going to try out new recipes and stuff because sometimes, you know, it's kind of like I think about with myself, um, I had my eBay obsession, right? Mm -hmm. And I do think maybe that some of us with clutter issues tend to have obsessive personalities. I am not diagnosing that. I am not a (laughs) mental health professional, but I'm just saying like, yeah, there tends to, I see things, okay, in myself and in others that I help. But, you know, I was super obsessed with eBay got completely out of control, hurt my home completely, you know, by all the stuff I was bringing in. Then I got super obsessed with coupons, right? Like I was that person back in, I guess it's probably 2008. And I don't know how it was where you are in England, but here in the US, at least as far as I knew, I'm sure there are people who had nothing to do with it. But I mean, I was into coupons and it was like something that consumed me. And then I got into, you know, blogging and through that decluttering, but more into, you know, the thing that was obsessive to me was the blogging and the business building. Right. So, so I get it. So it's kind of like, okay, it's possible that you've thrown yourself into decluttering and you're like, oh, well, what do I do with that energy now that I'm kind of there at the clutter threshold? So it's like, let's find some things that you kind of had dreamed of doing that you weren't able to do because your house wasn't allowing that. Now that you're able to do that, okay, I'm going to, you know, I don't want to say take on a new hobby, but I'm going to do some of these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, are, are there any things you can think of that 
that that brings to mind? Not especially at the minute, but I can think about it and see what comes up because I've always just been focused on letting friends and family in. Yes. Because I've kept them out for so long. Yeah. So like I was supposed to have a friend come over this weekend because it's Easter weekend and she's had to cancel, unfortunately, but everything was ready. Like I didn't have to do any prep. So that was really cool. Just going, yeah, come over. It's fine. Yeah, that's so great. Well, and people desperately need that. They need a place to go. They need to be invited, you know, so, so just, so I I guess my thing, enjoy it for a while, like tell yourself, this is my goal for the next month or two is to enjoy, maintain, you know, by doing the five minute pickups and all that. If, of course, if something comes along that I realize I don't need, it doesn't have a place, I'm going to get rid of it. But my goal is to enjoy it and see what it is that I can do now because of the work that I've done. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but it is though. It's just redirecting the energy. It is kind of a, I need something. And that was my big thing. And now we'll find something else. It'll be cool. Yeah. Well, and it's a different question because I also get another version of this question, which I think I would not answer this way. And that is from people who say, I've already decluttered so much at what point do I stop? Well, that could mean you've decluttered so much, but there's still so much more to go. Do you know what I mean? But it sounds like in your case, because you're specifically talking about your clutter threshold that you, you kind of are there. So, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Very, very sure I am, which is great. Well, and another thought on that too is, um, I mean, I have, I mean, your house looks lovely from what I can see. (laughs) Um, for me, one of the things was, then focusing a little more, not a lot on decorating. Yeah. I've done all except one room in this house since okay. I bought it. So we're, we're there yeah. with the decorate. This room was just done six weeks ago. So oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're good. You just yeah. need to have a little fun. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So what's your second thing you want to talk about? Okay. This one's slightly less kind of cheerful, but it's important. My grandmother has dementia and she's in a facility looking after her. And in her will, I will get all of her jewelry, except the stuff she's wearing at the moment. I have it currently in my house and I don't know what to do with it. It's currently in the jewelry box from her house and in a cupboard, but it feels like maybe displaying it or something would be good. And I know this isn't quite decluttering, but it's there. And it's like, maybe pull out the piece I want. What do I do with the rest of it? If you see what I mean? Because it's like, when do you do that? Because she's still here, but she's not, but she is. Yeah, that's really, really hard. I mean, that's, it's about so much more than the jewelry, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's about the relationship. It's about the grieving process. It's about family. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't think there's a definite answer for this. I, I would talk about it with your family. You know, maybe ask them because, and the the issue with that is you're going to have, if you have five people in the family who all feel close to her, they're going to be at five different points in this whole process for themselves. So there are going to be some who are like, nope, nope, she's never going to, you know, and so I'm going to get, and then there are going to be some who would be horrified that you even brought it up, you know, so just, just carefully, you know, talking about just the reality of the situation, um, the, you know, as we help her and things like, Hey, I'm just asking, what are you doing with the things that have come into your possession from this? You know, like it feels strange, but at the same time, knowing that you are at your clutter threshold, 
which means that those things do have a space. Yeah. Which is part of this. You know, it's like these are real life difficult situations that happen where there is no perfect answer. And you might need to either for family harmony or for your own, um, you know, how you feel about it, you might need to just let it wait for a while before you make these hard decisions. There isn't that sense of urgency because it has a place to be in your home because of all the work. So it's like you did all that work to allow for these real life, difficult, sticky situations to have a, a, a place you know, where the problem would be if you hadn't done all of that decluttering and it was like one more thing that you felt like it was just going to like make it impossible to keep your house under control. But as it is, you've given it a place. Yeah, they have a place. It's just, I didn't know if it was the right place, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. It's, I just thought I'd ask because. Yeah. Your your advice is always welcome. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I would, you know, if it was me in that same situation, I'll tell you, I would talk to my mom and I would talk to my aunt and the two of them would have very different ways of looking at things, but I would talk to both of them and then kind of come up with an in-between. That would be my personal situation. And you don't know my mom or my aunt, but you know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it is like, because what you don't want to do is hurt someone by what you've done with it, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, that helps. I might have to go have a conversation and then figure out what to do with that. Yeah. Because some of it will be decluttered. It just will. It's nothing that anyone wants, but it's when do we do that? Right. And, and, you know, if it has a place to be, then that might be in five years, 10 years or something, but you've given it a place. It's not, it's not making it difficult to live your right now life. That would be a different story that we'd be talking about. If Yeah. But even in that situation, if you did have a ton of stuff, if it was making it hard to live your right now life, I would still tell you to go with the non-sentimental stuff before you ever made that decision. So sorry, I couldn't solve that one. It's okay. I didn't expect you to solve it, but you've given me something else to think about a new way to think about it. So that's, that's really helpful. Right. How else can I totally just? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So like I said, I'm a teacher, Mm -hmm. which means I work a lot, especially during term time. Holidays like now, not quite so much, but still working. But I'm really struggling with fitting in like the cleaning and the decluttering around work. So I get in, I'm tired. I have to eat. I have to do planning and marking and all of that. And then I have to keep on top of the house. And I know you, you've mentioned having like days for things in the past that doesn't really work for me. And I don't know how to find something that does. Okay. I tend to keep it for weekends and school holidays and like blitz things. And then we slide and yeah. 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 So how do you fit decluttering in? Well, you've already decluttered so much that at this point, it might be a, when I change over my seasonal wardrobe, then that's my trigger to, I'm going to also go through the house and declutter some things, you know, declutter so that I'm making sure that I'm consistently decluttering. Maybe it's a, I do take advantage of that you know, week between Christmas and new year where the whole entire world goes decluttering crazy. And I'm like, okay, that I'm going to methodically go through my house because you, you may be at the point where 
you could do two days. There's a snowstorm. Do y'all have snowstorms there? Okay. <laughs> We're lucky uh, if we get a light covering of snow. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's whatever reason yeah. that I'm stuck inside or I'm at home for a couple of days. And so I, I can now, you know, maybe you're now one of those people who can be like, oh, okay, I decluttered and I'm done. You know, like... <laughs> I still don't think I'll ever be that person, but you know, like maybe you're at that point where you can do mm. that. So putting in the, um, if, if you kind of go, wait a minute, I'm going to take a break from the constant decluttering that may free up some time. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, it's, and, and you're keeping your dishes done, you're doing five minute pickups. So hopefully at the points where it's cleaning, it's just cleaning. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So with that, it's like, okay, I am going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to clean for two hours. I don't want to do it all on Saturday, but if I have to do it on Saturday, I'll do it on Saturday. Okay. And when you say I'm going to clean for two hours, knowing that my visible spaces are priority bathrooms, you know, kitchen floor or whatever it is that needs to be done, you know, every single week or every other week, whatever, but I'm going to do two hours on Saturday. And because I'm going to do that, then it can kind of be like, you know how, like, once you get a dishes finish line where you're like, okay, I'm doing the dishes every single day. So somehow knowing that I'm going to get them done every day makes me motivated to do one little dish. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Cause you're like, well, I have to get it done anyway at some point today. Or, you know, I found that after dinner is my time. So I'm going to do this really quick so that that's less to do during that time. So it's kind of like, I'm going to clean for two hours on Saturday, or I'm going to clean for an hour, depending on how big your, your space is. Um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just do what I can in that. So, you know, I've got, I'm going to do an hour. And so that means I am going to spend 20 minutes on the bathroom or bathrooms, I am going to spend 20 minutes on the kitchen and then I'm going to do what I, you know, vacuum and dust what I can for 20 minutes. And so as you do that, then it's like, okay, I am going to, and this is just me talking, right? You do whatever you want. But like on Monday night, I'm like, oh, but you know what? If I will do this now, I don't have to do that on Saturday or wait if I will go ahead and quickly wipe down the bathrooms, that is 20 minutes less that I have to do on Saturday. Like there's something about having that, like giving yourself, like I'm going to have it happen once in a week or every two weeks or something. Yeah. You know, and the reason I say every two weeks is like, I have a cleaner come and she cleans the bathrooms every two weeks. And you can be confident. I do not do it myself on the other week. I'm like, you know what? Two weeks is fine. It's great, right? I mean, if if a mess happens or whatever, of course we clean that up. But but yeah, so it, it, there's just something though about that. It's like, this is when this is gonna happen. So now it's strange how I'm motivated to get this done to make yeah. it easier when it has to happen. Does that make any sense? I feel like I'm rambling in. No, it, it makes a lot of sense actually. And it's kind of what happened with the doing the dishes and stuff and it just kind of snowballing. I hadn't really thought about it like that. So yeah. yeah. That sounds like it might work. Because yeah. if for you, you know, you're exhausted at the end of the day, is that part of your reason why you put it off for Saturday? Yeah. And then you get irritated that you put it off for Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, I am going to, <laughs> this is my bare minimum, you know, and there are some Saturdays where you're like, 
oh, I have nothing else to do. I think I'm going to deep clean the bathroom this time, like super duper deep clean it. And that happens, but it's like, even when I can't do that, I'm so much better off if I do a quick cleaning of the bathroom and say, I'm going to give myself 20 minutes and I'm going to do the best that I can in 20 minutes. And you're going to be so much better off than if you did nothing, you know, especially if you do that every week or every other week, you know, so it's like, I'm going to do these things. And then knowing that and having kind of a time limit on it is like, by doing a little bit today, I'm shaving two minutes off of that time that I was going to spend cleaning bathrooms, or I'm shaving five minutes off by doing this. And there's just something about that that motivates you or me to go ahead. Yeah, I know that would probably work actually it works at work I think I kind of do that I'm like oh if I do this now I don't have to do it when I get home okay let's do it now (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah exactly and I think part of it is that whole like once you've seen the power of take it there now you're like oh take it there now is awesome because taking it there now means I don't have to take it there later so, okay, I'm going to go ahead and wipe down the bathroom counter now because then I don't have to do it later. Not that it's not going to get messy again, but you know, yeah. Yeah, that would be really, yeah. This is also coming from someone who is not like the bathroom has to be absolutely beautiful every second of every day. You know, because yeah. <laughs> I, I hear from a lot of people too who are like, I used to, um, you know, it's helpful to them to kind of put the cleaning on a schedule some way, some way like that, because they otherwise were like constantly feeling like they had to make it perfect, you know, because it's like, yes, I wiped down the bathroom and then there was a, you know, a little bit of toothpaste splatter or something. And yes, you can go ahead and clean that off, but they felt like they were constantly, constantly cleaning. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do the deep clean once a week and then everything else is you know small things i don't know if i'm yeah. making sense there but yeah yeah no that's not me it's just tends to be a eh, it's okay there's only yeah. me that's, that's me the too. problem as well there's <laughs> only me so if i don't do something there's only me impacted and cool <laughs> yeah. yeah now i get so it that can be a little bit of a procrastination tool there of oh well it's only me it's fine yeah yeah I get that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, I mean, even during, you know, even though it wasn't only me, but during, uh, you know, lockdown times yeah. and stuff, it was like, oh, nobody's coming. Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it was so overwhelming that it was like, oh, it matters, <laughs> but also we're completely overwhelmed. So yeah, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I know I've mentioned it on a Tinder Spirits call before. But the cat, decluttering for the cat, Mm -hmm. it's still working. That's the thing. So when I did the decluttering, he had loads of toys that he never played with. He couldn't get hold of. He didn't bother with. He didn't like. They made the wrong noise. They smelled. I don't know. And (laughs) I decluttered his toys down and put them in a spot where he can access them. Like it's a little Calyx cubby in the living room. Mm -hmm. And he plays with them so much more now. And he's scratching post so much more now. And he's just like more playful and more sociable now. Really? Because he can't hide in as many places. There aren't as many things to hide in. Oh, that's awesome. So with more people coming over, he's had more exposure to people, but also he can't hide from them. So he's become more social as well because my cat has a reputation for not being very nice to people except me. (laughs) 
I have a dog who's that way. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's changed him for the better really? as well. And it's been, yeah. So I just thought I'd share the impact that it can have on the furry pets that we have. I love it. Cause I know there are a lot of people in that same situation and, and it's hard to, especially, you know, like children with pets, whatever you're like, what if I get rid of their very favorite thing, you yeah. know, but then in realizing that we're all more satisfied when we don't have as many choice, you know, I mean, oh, yeah, it sounds weird to say, but it's true. Right. Yeah. Like, it's that, it's that over, um, stimulation. Yeah. So many choices that it just becomes too much. And it's like, oh, wait, I can see this item. I can get to it. I can access it. And it's fun. Yeah. So I kept the ones I knew he played with and a couple of others. And occasionally I'll, I've got some in the cupboard and I switch them over like you would with a child with their toys. Yeah. And he's, he just goes nuts and he loves it. So thanks for I making garbage happy. His name is garbage. Yes. That is the best garbage. The cat garbage, the cat. I love it. I love it so much. That's so great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me uh, what you love about being a kindred spirit. Um, aside from this and the opportunity to do this, it is the Facebook group. It's so cool. I'm not active on there all the time, but when I go through fits and starts, I'll post and things, but it's also really nice going in and knowing there's a safe space there, whether it's about decluttering and what I'm going through with the house or just really kind people mm -hmm. where if I need to get something off my chest or talk about something they're there and they're just so supportive no matter what you're posting about they're just yeah. so kind and supportive and wonderful and it's really nice to have that space well it's just a nice reminder there are kind people out there because sometimes yeah. when you're on social media you forget that and yeah. you think wow the whole world is just crazy you know <laughs> like it's <laughs> cruel and mean and um, and instead it's like, oh, here's a safe place. So yeah, it's like, no. it's like a warm blanket when you're on social media. It's just like, you go, oh, I can feel good here. Yeah. I, I can be me here and it's fine and no one's going to judge me. And it's really nice to have that space. Yeah. I love it. So, Thank yeah. you so much for doing this. Um, Thank anything you. else that we missed? No, I don't think so. I think that's everything. I've yeah. solved all of your problems. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. This is great. So we'd love to, um, you know, I'll look forward to seeing you in one of the next Kindred Spirit Zooms. And Definitely. I always love hearing about your progress. I remember when you told us about your Christmas party and that was so exciting. And uh, yeah. um, it's been really fun to see just the huge progress that you've made. It's been amazing. Thanks. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Okay. I hope you loved that conversation with Emma. Remember that if you would like to know more about being a patron of the show and becoming a kindred spirit, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. And I think that's it for this week. And I will talk to y'all later. Bye.